What's up, Garageaholics? It's Jelly. Tsunami. Coming at you from the Last Take Garage here on Championship Sunday. Uh, starting out like normal, quick hitters. Uh, R.I.P. Green Bay Packers, that just happened. Freshest body in the bag. Uh, it was a great game, though. Uh, I thought both teams fought pretty well. Uh, just Tom Brady, man. Tom Brady in the, in the winter, you can't beat him. When he told Andy Reid to shove it and run the Patriots <laughs> offense when I know... They became a full, complete team. Hey, Bruce Arians, I'll give Bruce Arians credit. You know, he's, uh, he said sometimes, he said, I let Tom be himself, and they didn't let him coach in New England. I just let him coach. Sometimes I just sit back and watch. Right. I mean, <clears throat> when you've been around, you're 43 years old. The only player left that was drafted in the 90s, uh, you've earned that, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, and when you come from being the 108th pick, right, I believe? 199. 199th pick, okay, so yeah. that's a little off. Um, Sixth round, 199. I think, and that's why, like, him and Bruce in the beginning were so combative. Um, They're big egos, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think they were so combative, and I think once they decided, like, well, when Bruce made the understanding within himself, like, I'm not going to win this one. I'm talking yeah. to the GOAT. Like, it, it'd, be, it'd be like if Phil tried to overstep Michael, you know, yeah. on the court. Like, eventually, Michael's going to be like, well, you either do it my way, I'm going to do it my way anyway. So, you know, I, I think him telling Bruce that, listen, bro, Hey, we're just gonna do it this way, and this is gonna work. And, and now, working. now they get uh, they'll probably ha they'll definitely have Antonio Brown back right. for the Super Bowl. Um, that's a good kind of comeback story. Um, <clears throat> I'm not bitter about that, by the way. Yeah, I'm not one of those Steelers fans. Like, I was happy as hell to get him out of town because of his attitude and things. Same with Le'Veon, but <laughs> Chiefs win. It's Le'Veon versus Antonio in the Super Bowl, <laughs> right? So, but I, I just want to say, Le'Veon, Antonio. I am a comeback kid kind of guy, and I'm a, I'm a grace kind of guy. So the fact that you turn your lives around or are working hard, and I, and I think him being a, with Tom, who is kind of a big brother to him, is helping, um, is, is important. You, you humbled yourself, and, well, and now you're doing good things. And Bruce Arians told him when he came to the team, like, you mess up and you're out. We don't need you. Well, and, I mean, Bill told him the same thing. and Yeah. Yeah. I think it's easier to cheer for Antonio Brown. Yeah, he's an idiot. He's done a lot of stuff. But I think a lot of that has to do from that hit that Vontez Burfitt put on him. Like, just knocked him silly. Because there was no problems before that. He was just a kid out of Central Michigan and caught 100 passes. Right. Didn't really cause any problems. And then he got whacked. I wouldn't even say whacked. I'd say, like, we are Spartans attacked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, Burf I mean, Burfitt's a dirty player. Everybody knows oh, yeah. he's a dirty player. He knows He'll he's admit a dirty player. Yeah. It's, and... Ever since then, it's just been the clown Antonio Brown show. Um, but he has really fallen in with Tom. We talked about it before. Yeah. Uh, last uh, week, seventeen, Tom threw him those shovel passes, yeah. giving yeah. that half million dollar bonus. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Good for you, Tom. Tom's out there throwing BBs to Scotty Miller. Yeah. Right now, you know. Yeah. What, what was it? Uh, not Mac. Is it McPhee? The Green Bay corner or whatever that let Scotty Miller get away for that long pass. Oh uh, yeah. I, I, I can't remember his life. I was elbow deep in some I'd call him Matt Tool and ask, but right now that boy is in a depressive state. He just tried to jump on the Bills bandwagon. I told him we didn't have any room. Circle no, the wagons no. right past Tool. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's going on behind us. Uh, Chiefs, Bills. I think last time I saw Bills were still up 3 nothing. I hope that's the same. We don't own rights to that. We just, we always Hey, there's no audio. You can barely see it. It's pixelated back there. Yep, 3 nothing. Bills are punting. Um, 
But I do hope the Bills win. I was listening to Ariel Hawani. He's talking about his dream scenario. Half yeah. of it's already in. Tom Brady's there. They're hosting the Super Bowl. Right. The Bills win. They'll try to get justification for the Scott Norwood wide right. Yeah. So it's crazy. Now, Patty Mahomes, I don't think you can cheer against the Chiefs either. Um, it's just going to be a nasty game, I think. Um, yeah. Deep. Speaking of football, deep in my fields this week, Matthew Stafford and the Lions have decided to part ways. You guys have been following us the whole time. I did call this. I did say, you know, I wanted him to get out. I want him to be successful, especially if he can get down to Indianapolis and it's close and I can go watch him with Quentin Nelson and the boys because I think that's the most tailor-made spot to yeah. go. Best offensive line, some weapons, Jonathan Taylor hand the ball to. A defense that is pretty nasty too and a little bit more cap room to make some moves. And I think they picked 17th, so I think that pick would have to be in. So the Lions get 17, and they have 7. That could be some big package up. Maybe they go get Trevor. With 7 and 17, I think they could probably move to 1. Um, not necessarily my pick, but, I mean, I don't know what our pick is going to be. we got a coach that wants to chew people's kneecaps off. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I welcome that. to Detroit, Motor City, Dan Campbell. I'm 100% on board. I want to run through a wall for that guy right now. I just... I think he's a little unstable. We, we're going to need to rein that in a little bit. So my feelings on Amanda is I, I really think that, um, you know, one thing, one key to Phillip's success this year with his limited mobility, which Matthew has a little bit more, um, was the fact that he had so much time in the pocket. So I, too, agree that Indianapolis would be a phenomenal fit. Um, I don't feel like there's any – it is kind of the same case in Deshaun Watson's um, situation – I don't feel like there's anywhere else in the league you could go, especially in Deshaun's case, that's a better team that has the picks to make it worth yeah. um, the situation. So I, I you know, I, I hope the Bears get smart and, and trade for him, and I think that the, but I think it'll probably end up being the Jets. Hey, Houston, Detroit will listen to Deshaun for Matt trade. I'll yeah. take it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would be down for that. Yeah, absolutely. Deshaun wants. Deshaun has no trade clause though, and he wants to go to the Jets, from what I've heard. That's what I heard too. Um, which is what's so confusing. He wants to play for Robert Sala. Um, I mean, he. It came out that that was his favorite after they signed him. Um, you know, he's done a lot of complaining, and he should. Uh, it was the first head coaching position to come open this season when they fired Bill O'Brien, mm-hmm. who just landed the OC job with Alabama. Right. Weird. For some After reason, leaves, well, well, at least Bill O'Brien doesn't have any control in Alabama. I mean, that's what he did. He just traded away everything in Houston and got fired. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is happy for that, but he wants to go to the Jets. And then I also saw Stafford of the Washington Football Team as the number one. I'd like to get him out of conference. I'd like to see Matthew succeed on an AFC team if possible. Just being selfish. He could come to Steel City, baby. You guys got Dwayne Haskins. You got the quarterback of the future. <laughs> hey, Don't worry about it. Did Tsunami know or did Tsunami know? Hey. I knew it was going to happen because Tomlin likes those freaking idiots. Like, I was just like, it's a perfect love story. Don't worry, Dwayne Haskins. In a few years, you'll be playing an AFC title game for somebody else going to the Super Bowl. Um, I don't know. So now you need to get Ben out of the way. Yeah, well, and, <laughs> and I like, so literally... If Ben just happens to, after the Super Bowl, say, I'm retiring. Like, that's just, I think that I'm just going to step away from the game of football. <laughs> I literally say, no and void, whether the Bucks, whether the, the Bills or the Chiefs win. No, 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 no. We won the Super Bowl. Okay? <laughs> that is the ultimate Super Bowl. That's the Tecmo Bowl of Super Bowls, <laughs> if that happens. Because, he, God, he is awful now. I don't think you guys have the cap space for Stafford. The no. Pay- 
He does have a cap-friendly last two years of his deal. I mean, it was a big deal, but I was reading. You texted me the other day about the Patriots, possibly. Yeah. They do have enough room to make it work. I don't know that I would cheer for that. It's just weird, him going to, like, the evil empire over there. But, hey, Matthew Stafford, I appreciate everything you've done for the Lions. The guy plays with broken neck, broken back, broken ribs. Never complains. Raises a bunch of money for the city of Detroit. I think it's time to get out, too. You got a new GM. You got a new head coach. New everything. And you've gone through that multiple times. Like, go get you some success somewhere else. Maybe we'll play in the Super Bowl sometime. I don't know. Dan Campbell is going to chew and gnaw and fight his way there, I guess. Right. I mean, we'll probably go 4-12, and 12, but we're going to eat some kneecaps on the way up. <laughs> Tyson, you must be friends with Tyson. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's crazy. He flat out in his press conference said, I could tell you how many games we're going to win, but you're tired of hearing that shit. Yeah. Excuse my language. Literally what he said. Has no filter. Dan Campbell is a psychopath, and I'm all for it. I, so, that, that meme, or well, that, uh, it wasn't a meme, but it was a... Um, article you sent me and like his approach and he's he's not coaching like peewee football he's coaching grown men <laughs> yeah. who had their own like you know like uh, fuck this guy yeah but he was he had this the intensity on his face was one when nick saban doesn't say anything and just looks at you that was the intensity yeah. of his like actions i wouldn't I be like, surprised come training camp dan campbell is suited up playing somewhere out in the field right like, like what was that movie where a coach gets in and like was it remember the Titans? Longest yard. Oh yeah, longest yard. When boom, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell might be out there with the ones and twos. Yeah. Um, first player coach in football. I don't know. <laughs> right. Um, right. Speaking of coaches, I want to bring this up, and this wasn't something we had planned, but um, and we're we're a pretty diverse show. White guy, black guy. You know, we talk about race every Light once skin. in a while. Uh, hell, he's darker than me. Um, <laughs> but there's a a big thing going on and obviously being the white guy in the group I don't have too much to speak on of it but there are seven head coaching vacancies still one no black head coaches hired but before we get into that uh, everybody's making a big deal hey we haven't hired any black head coaches whatever there have been a, a is making a big deal no there's a lot of people making a big deal but there there have been a slew which I think I don't think we should be able you guys the media whoever is on this bandwagon should be able to play both sides of the coin because nobody's talking about all the minority GMs that have been hired. Right. And there have been a lot. The well, Lions, hired, Lions hired one. Washington hired the old Lions one. Um, there were a couple more. And that is getting no press. It's just that they're not getting head coaching gigs. Well, and I think it's because they're not on TV every Sunday. And that's one thing that, like... But they're higher-ranking positions. Like, yeah, you absolutely. Know, higher paid, higher everything. <clears throat> like, I, I'm going to get real... Um, some people might not like what I'm about to say, but like this facade that the American media and the whiners and LeBron, I'm gonna throw you in there, and a couple others have created. Normal America does not really live racism out like that, but what they do in the media and what the, that continues, I feel like they want to continue to fuel. That division because that's what makes money. Yeah, that's true. And it's, it's, it's a joke. I mean, like, those people who are going to see this and know me, I was from Elkhart, which is a mixed race melting pot, like Mishawaka or South Bend. And then I went. I, my, my mom, you know, is white. My dad's black. Parents got divorced. Got out of the, out of literally the projects. Carriage house in Washington Gardens. I said this before. And we moved to Bremen, Indiana. <laughs> we have two stoplights. 
a McDonald's, a Burger King that now is closed, a Subway, a Pizza Hut, and another pizza place that's like been there forever, and a movie theater with like 12 chairs. So like, and then the rest is, you know, farmland, lots and lots and lots of Caucasians and some Mexicans. Like, so I was the only, at my, when I started, it was me and uh, Nate Phillips and his two sisters, twin and older sister, and then my brother and sister. We were the only African American of any kind descent in that city. And, you know, yeah, when I was like 18, me and Javi, Javier Jimenez, who was my best friend, Mexican, we had a conversation. I wonder how many girls wanted to date us or were interested in us but couldn't yeah. because of their parents. Or, you know, just were scared of what their dad might think. That, but that was, we're talking, you know, 2000s and, like, early 2000s, too, and, and 90s. Yeah. Stuff like that. But, like, 2021, I don't feel like I've been around, I mean, both of us are people magnets. Like, everywhere, yeah. Jelly Tsunami go, we fucking, we, <laughs> we talk to people that we don't even know and never knew and won't ever know again. But they have a great time. And that's just who we are. So it's not... In 2021, I think it's more about who you are than the color of your skin. And they, they don't talk about that. Because they want to keep feeding and keep growing and keep getting this. That's all it is. Because I know black people that are more racist than any white person on the face of this earth. I know Mexicans that are more racist. And I also know people who are subpartial. They're racist when it's convenient. Yeah. You know, and that's... That's what that is. It's they want the money, so they're racist when it's convenient. I mean, the biggest name out in the whole thing, and I think he might be at a disadvantage because his team's going so deep. Offensive coordinator of the Chiefs, Eric Bieniemy. I wanted him to be the coach of the Lions before we got Motor City Dan. But I mean, he's a, got, every time you say that, I just <laughs> feel like I should just flex the camera. I just feel like I feel like every one of his press conferences is gonna be like a WWE promo. I can't wait. Right? Like, if he just do you smell? <laughs> He's, he's gonna rip his shirt off, and I don't know. But the enemy is a mastermind of this offense. You know, right. he's here with Andy Reid, and he's interviewed. He interviewed for every job. Um, he's a, supposedly what I read today the front runner for that Houston job. Nobody really wants a Houston job. They don't have any picks. Deshaun wants out. JJ's probably gonna players. need to get cut. Like, it's a mess. But everybody's saying, "Oh, why didn't he get hired? He's the, the hottest name, the hottest mm-hmm. name, the hottest mm-hmm. name." What's to say he just interviews like shit, you know? Right. Like, people don't know. They're not in there. And the, the teams aren't going to throw him under the bus and come out and say, we didn't hire Eric Bieniemy because he was a terrible interview. And the fact of the matter is, no different the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, to corporate America, because that's still a corporation. There's still quotas. There still has to be a certain amount of minorities employed, just like anything else, by, by law. Yeah. So... Don't like you're saying it's probably right. He's just a shitty interviewer. Or what's to say he's not just interviewing shitty to play games and get a raise to right. stay with this Ferrari that he's in charge right. of in Kansas City. Right. Like offensive coordinators can make money too. Yeah. And if you can hit your wagon to Patrick Mahomes for as long as possible, I think that's probably a good career move. Yeah, I mean I am probably not leaving. And and then like I mean, Andy's what? Like close to sixty, he's if old. not sixty. So like who's Maybe the pre- coach in waiting? You know, yeah. Who's the processor usually? It's either yeah. a badass defensive coordinator, and if it's not the defense, it's definitely the offensive coordinator. So they don't usually bring an outside source if you stay the whole time. So why would you not like? Yeah, I think he's in a good spot. Yeah. So we need to chill. Absolutely. Um, you if- got me fired up. Like, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Uh, Stephen A. Bro, I, I actually 
And he actually finally admitted to me the other day, like, I actually agreed with Stephen A on something. I like you. I, I enjoy your... Now, Rachel can't... Bro, he, she thinks <laughs> you're the most... Like, why is he yelling so loud? Why does he yell? I love when they make his head a baby. <laughs> yeah. But, dude, you're, you're a great analyst. But, dude, just let go of the shit that I get you fought for years for, but you, you might have won finally, bud. And just accept that. And I don't feel like they want to accept that they actually won something. Yeah, it's, I mean, it is what it is. Um, I don't want to get too deep into it. No, I don't want to seem ignorant. I don't want, you know, but yeah, I, I think my whole point is I think BNME is using it as leverage. Yeah. And I, I really don't think, you, I don't think anybody wants a Houston job. I mean, people barely wanted the Detroit job, and we got a lot of cap space. Two jobs, obviously, you want. Urban got one. Yeah. And Urban's been the hottest name out every time the coaching cycle comes yeah. up. Uh, you got all those picks down in Jacksonville, all that cap room. Trevor Lawrence guaranteed if you want it. And the, the crappy part is Urban can be dirty now. In college, he was dirty, but he wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. Now he has a oil-owning multi-billionaire with no state with no state income tax. Right. Welcome to Florida. So. Um, yeah. And then also, you know, the Jets job, number two overall pick. Yeah. Pretty decent weapons there. Young team nucleus, a lot of stuff to work with. I mean, yeah. they were terrible this year, but there's a lot to build from there. And you don't have Tom Brady in the division anymore. You got to deal with old boy Josh Allen. Yeah. But other yeah, than that. That boy's good. Yeah. So hopefully we're circling the wagons back there. We're, oh, we're up 9 nothing now. I'll take that. Uh, haven't been paying attention. So, You know what I just thought? I'm not to go back to that subject real quick. But maybe it's because the league is a predominantly minority-driven league. Other than, like, your line and your quarterback. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's the players who want to play for a cup. Like a certain... Just because the relation, cultural well, understanding, and they actually and just, that could be it. They said that on the radio tonight. I listened to it a little bit on the way over to Wings, and they're like, "Well, if uh, if Houston does land enemy, should their approach to Deshaun be like, don't leave, man? We got one of the only black coaches. Right. You're a black player leaving a black coach. How's that going to look? What are the optics right. on that? And I don't think he's leaving a black coach. He's leaving a shitty situation. Right. <laughs> like." All they've done the entire time Deshaun has been there, and his stats are sick. Look him up. He's in the top five since he's been in the league of everything. I think he was number two or three this year, but nobody knew because all they do is lose games. And he's not even the centerpiece of that. He's not even the centerpiece of that franchise. J.J. Watt will always be Mr. Houston Texans until he leaves, and he should be. I mean, that guy... $70,000? Whatever. Yeah, it's a... And raise another... All he does is raise money. He's part of the community, but he's probably going to be a uh, Pat McAfee. He's been talking about it for two weeks. He's probably going to be a cap casualty right. because he's there's too much and just going to cut. Steelers are a possibility for him as well. Go you know what we need to be do? on the other side of TJ. You know what we need to do, people? We need to go ask the three black people in hockey how they feel. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need to do on an ice skates interview. Jelly and Tsunami <laughs> yeah. on skates and ask a black hockey player, bro, how do you feel? <laughs> Because there's no black coaches, yeah. and there's three of you. <laughs> yeah. So what's, like, you know, and how do you feel? Because I feel like they'd have the best response. It, I don't know if I can name. Is P.K. Subban? I think he's one of them. I remember that guy. <laughs> I think he's black. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he's light-skinned, though. Yeah, if I, if I had to name the other two, I'm out. I don't know if I've ever seen a dark-skinned black on skates. But <laughs> I used to play hockey, though. But my dad never took us to, uh, to the IHL or whatever the heck that little kid, YHL. Yeah. He never took us to practice on the weekend. So, but, but yeah. um, speaking of kids, that's going to be our topic today. We're talking about um, one and done basketball. Uh, is it good? Is it bad? Is it here to stay? Um, 
What are your thoughts on the one and done? So, when I say one and done, obviously, since the one and done uh, stopped... Like 05. 05, when they actually couldn't go the jump from high school, like Kobe, LeBron, Kevin Garnett. Um, but when I say one and done, my one and done means like one to two years and, and you're out of college. Right? Yeah. Um, like Anthony Davis, some of the others that had made that leap. I feel, and like I told you, I, I researched this, since 1961, this is the first time ever that Duke, North Carolina, and Kentucky have not been in the top 25. Like, wrap your head around that. That's, so 67 would be 54 years and six more, so 60 years. Yeah, it's, 60 it's years, gross. 60 years, I guess I could have just did 60 plus 60, <laughs> and, yeah, but that's how I do my math. Um, but yeah, so 60 years, there hasn't, this has never happened, right? And I don't think that Mike Krzyzewski, I don't want to throw him in that category. I think he does both. Yeah, he builds a lot of, uh, not to go back to the race thing, he gets a lot of black guys one and done, and he gets a lot of white guys that it seem like they're there for seven years. Right, <laughs> right. And can ball. Yeah. J.J. Reddick. J.J. Reddick. Grayson Allen. Stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, so he, he knows, he's picked the formula. But let's go to Calipari, right? Like, like he gets. You know what you're going to Kentucky for? You're going there for a couple semesters and a paycheck. Yeah, Andrew Stevens is having a rough time. Like, he he actually is on five and one with me in our in our health thing, and he literally after the game against Alabama when they got beat eighty four to uh, like fifty six or whatever it was. Yeah, he, he had a couple please. strong stout beers that night and was feeling real good. He was not in a good place. Please, God, don't let Alabama be good at something else. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, Kentucky, right? we need you. Yeah, we need you, Kentucky. Come on. But so to the point, <clears throat> I feel like it's it's uh it's it's done. Like it I you, you I mean look at the Big Ten. They don't do that. And the Big Ten is now consistently putting eight to ten teams in the tournament year after year yeah. after year. And that's I mean it was basically the Wisconsin out. Now Juwan Howard, the guys that he's recruiting and the guys that he's got coming through, they might not stay very long. Cause and that's just that player mentality. You Thirteen know? and one. Yeah. And uh but if I'm a parent, and mm-hmm. I'm not, but my kid is, you know, high school, being mm-hmm. recruited, mm-hmm. and then he gets a call from Turkey or wherever, you know, what LaMelo did. Hey, you want to come over here and make six figures, and mm-hmm. then next year be eligible for the draft? Mm-hmm. Guess what? First class plane ticket. See you later. Bye. Mm-hmm. I'll see you in a year. Like, mm-hmm. you're still playing the same game. You're actually playing a better game over there in the Euros a lot of time. Yeah. Competition might not be as more good, fundamental game. but the game is right. Yeah, more fundamental game. And then they come over, and I think they're more ready. They got a little bit of money in their pocket. They've had a year to Experience have money in their pocket. Yeah. Okay. And they've been away from home. They've had some money away from their homeboys and everything. And, all and the lifestyle the there is crazy as shit. Yeah. And overseas. So coming back here, yes, it's crazy, but it's you've been there. Yeah, and why would... I want them to miss out on money or take a scholarship from another kid that can make the team and is going to stay. Yeah. You know, one of those kids that's going to come into the program, mm-hmm. he's going to be there for four years, he's going to utilize that scholarship, because that's just wasted money. Those guys don't care. They're not going to class. And if they are, it's not anything advanced, I'll tell you that, because they're just going straight to NBA. Right. We're here for a minute, and then I'm out. But I tell you what, there's not a whole lot of success with those one and dones. I did a little bit of research myself. In the last ten drafts, in with in the one and done era, 
there have been 55 lottery picks, so 14th or higher. Of those 55, only nine of them have become all-stars. Yeah. Not a great ratio. No. Um, and they're your upper tiers, your John Walls, uh, Kyrie Irving, AD, DeMar DeRozan, uh, DeMarcus Cousins. I forget who all of them are, but um, they're all in that realm of people that you would know if you said the name. Yeah, and, I mean, out, out of those names, AD, Kentucky, DeMarcus Cousins, Kentucky, right. Kyrie Irving, Duke, you know. Yeah. Um, where did John Wall go? I don't even know where John Wall went to college. Uh, man. Where did... Kentucky. Kentucky. He went to Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, you said Kentucky so many times and I yeah. forgot. I was like, no. Yeah, okay, so, Kentucky. like, it's just those basketball factories turning out the people that actually go to All-Star. So, if you're a one-and-done player and you can't get into one of those programs, what's the point? Right. And it's almost like those super teams that form now in the NBA, your Nets and your Lakers and all that, if you can't get two or three of the highest prep players that go to college with you, right. there's no point. I mean, you're just going there. You may win a few games, showcase your shit, but go get paid, guys. And Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, he's over it too. Like 2022, he wants it phased out. He wants it to go back to how it was. Four high, years. high school straight. 2022 is next year, bro. Oh. <laughs> oh. High school straight to the pros. High school straight to the pros. I mean, you can make that leap. It's probably, again, not as successful as it could be. No. And people are going to jump too early. They always will. But yeah. that's what the G League is for, you know, or the chance to go overseas. That's still going to be there. Just shoot your shot. But I, and I also think the guys, like we talked about, Mike Krzyzewski, who does it right? Look at the longevity of the players, like Grayson Allen. I know he's not—he's his second year, right? But <clears throat> with Charlotte, and then um, you got JJ. JJ's been in the league forever. Eighteen years, seventeen years. I mean, don't get me wrong—he was a straight cutthroat killer, that dude. But don't, it, don't leave him open. <laughs> yeah, he still kills it in the NBA. He's a great role player, but <clears throat> I mean, that's the thing, though. Like. Somebody like Grant Hill didn't yeah. get hurt. You yeah, know? And, and, but that's what the that's that's what I was gonna say. For me, if I'm a parent, mm-hmm. like you said, say Isaiah because he's you know he's pretty tall and he loves hooping. Say he's goes to a prep school because he's out there in, in Dayton, Ohio, bigger, way bigger uh, atmosphere um, as far as environment and opportunity goes. And they come to me and they say, hey, you know, your son could could go to college for a year. Um, or two and make it to the league but you could go overseas and I'd say same thing first class fight because I would rather take the risk of him getting paid and then coming back and getting his education let's say, let's say in that first year you get hurt but you got $600,000 or $200,000 yeah. contract let's say you get hurt so where you probably won't be able to be the same player and make it to the league come back home go to college and it's paid for yeah. You know, it's it, it's a business move, and I, I can't stand it, their dad sometimes, but the dude, he's smart. He, now, forgive me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Sean Livingston a uh, high school of the pro? Did he go to college? I do believe so. Hold on a second. I would look that up. But I'm looking it up right now. Let's see what I we got. I do believe Sean Livingston went high school pro. Yeah, he went to high school. He was in the 2004, went fourth overall. Um, he's one of my favorite players in the league. He's obviously part of those Warriors championship teams. Right. Um, but could have been the next superstar. Blew out both his ACLs. Now, Sean Livingston did that early in his career. Right. You're telling me that if he does that for Coach K or North Carolina, you know, Other or something like that, like NBA teams is he going to get drafted? Right. <laughs> he blew out two ACLs. 
right. and then became what he is in the NBA. But a, instead, NBA player, a role player. Instead, he got the rookie contract, was a key cog in some championships, and he had that money. Like I think those kids need to get that because, I mean, basketball is a it's a fickle, non-contact. You don't know what's going to happen. Look at Gordon Hayward, the kid from. I forget his name now. The kid for Louisville that went to jump oh, and his yeah, the, his, the, his bone the was center. his bone was sticking out of his leg like PVC pipe. Yeah. Um, that yeah. stuff just happens. You never know what's gonna and happen. That's the thing about basketball. Like you said it's fickle. You when something happens, it's bad. Yeah. Paul George, what happened to him? God forbid we still don't like you, but it was bad. <laughs> you know what welcome, I mean? Welcome back, Kyrie. You're in the lineup, and Cleveland goes back to back, bounces you. Right. Sorry. I mean, it's bad. if an injury happens, and not everybody. Can be LeBron or not, JJ. Not everybody's Kobe who can blow an Achilles, shoot a free throw, and walk off the court. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm saying to go without the injury. Yeah. Like get LeBron, lucky. you got to get super lucky. Yeah. Exactly. LeBron, JJ, some of those guys have been in the league for 17, 18 years with no injuries. That's like other than you know your everyday minors. Like that's unreal. Yeah. It's. Um, I I don't know. I, I the NBA. It's you're and I think a coach said that one time. We like. Your one wrong move or coming down on one uh, ankle away from never playing the game again. Yeah. So, like, love it. Like, it's – like, every moment matters. I mean, if you guys – and it, this doesn't even have to span, like, the pros or college. I'm just talking about basketball in general, the way you plant and move and what your body does. If you guys know me, I love stand-up comedy. If you haven't seen Tom, Segur- Tom Segura's injury yet – and I don't think I've shown it to you. It's one of the nastiest injuries I've ever seen. Him and Burt Kreischer playing basketball. He goes up to dunk on a nine-foot rim, posts with his left foot, snaps his meniscus. When he snaps his meniscus, his body, natural feeling, he reaches back with his left arm to catch himself and breaks his humerus and bruises his radial nerve. All in one move. And, I mean, of course, he's in his 40s. It's a little bit different. But that's something that could happen. You just stop and pop, and it's over. And if you guys have never heard a meniscus or an, Achille- an Achilles for sure pop, yeah. it's one of the nastiest noises in the world. People it sounds like somebody shot a gun. At the top of the, like, like in the stadium, you can hear it. Yeah, it's, it's like somebody shooting a gun when your Achilles pops because it just snaps off your leg. That's rolls crazy. Off. It's, it's no fun. And think about it. I mean, we're coming up on the anniversary of his death, but Kobe was an absolute killer. Yeah. He did that shot of free throw and walked off the court. Not, who knows how much longer he would have been able to play. Not, LeBron have to get carried off. Not Paul Pierce got to get wheelchaired out. Just get off me. I'm going to walk off. Yeah. And let's do this. Another player in a different sport, but, like, think about when Willis uh, hurt himself in Miami. Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of player? We, he still made the league and had a decent career, but he might have been the best, one of the best running backs of all time. Yeah. Because that dude was a monster. I think football definitely should never go to a one. And I think sophomore is about as slow as you should probably go. Right. And I think you should have enough – I don't think you should be able, excuse me, to leave unless you have a certain number of snaps or games underneath you against other men. Because if you try to go to high school or pros, these boys are going to eat you alive. Yeah. You're not ready. I don't you, care if you run a 4-1. <laughs> that one time yeah. they catch you, yeah. Let's you're say, a stretcher. One time coach runs a slant and the safety puts it in your ear hole. Right. You know, it's, it's not right. But basketball, I think, is the one sport where kids have been hooping their whole life. Uh, it's a chance a lot of times to get out of a poor neighborhood because uh, they talk about that all the time. Football is an expensive sport. Yeah. You know, a lot of equipment, things like that. Baseball is an expensive sport. Right. Basketball, you need a ball and a hoop. Right. Ball and a basket. Some, shoes if so, you can't afford them. some kind of you know rim. Soccer is the same way. And that's why you know they say 
soccer players. There's so many from third world countries, things like that. They just need a ball on the net. Um, it's a chance for these guys to get out of bad situations. And if you're putting them in a college and maybe they're not ready for college and maybe they're not great students to begin with. I mean, you're putting too much pressure on them. I think just let them do what they know how to do and get them in there. Now, I do think that if that's the case, there needs to be an intermediary. And I think this is right for all, all schools anyway. I think in your senior year, there needs to be a class where you just learn how to live life. How you pay taxes, how you do this, how you yeah, set up absolutely. a bank account, how you do this. It, those guys don't care what an isosceles triangle is and what the Pythagorean theorem is. Show them how to write a check. Show them how to save some money. Show them the ups and downs of giving money to your aunt, uncle, third cousin just showed up. You know, show them, all, show them ESPN's broke. One of the best 30 for 30s. These guys just go absolutely broke. Just spending all of their fortune. Pretty much what we're telling you is tsunami and jelly for Department of Education 2022. <laughs> yeah. Go for us, because that's exact. I agree thousand percent. Like the one thing I never learned in high school was how to be an adult. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot of shit that I don't remember. I, I learned a lot of shit that I'll never use. I learned a lot of shit I do remember and don't use. That's yeah, the thing. I don't use like college. <laughs> I even learned stuff that I don't use and never. I'm never gonna take to kill a mockingbird. And dissect. <laughs> the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, just, just, I have a great book, though. Like, but there's so many things. And I threw that in there as a pun for the racist stuff. <laughs> but there's so many things that I never learned. And my parents didn't have time to teach me. So why not schools start teaching life? And how dare my teachers tell me I'm never going to have a calculator in my pocket all the time. Because guess what? Game over. Also, they never saw it coming, but I got Google now. Like, I can Google just about anything. Yeah. It's not not that I'm not for higher education. You guys should go. People, kids should go to college. But if you're on track to be an athlete, and you have that chance to get paid, get paid now. It's just like the lottery. We were talking about this because the lottery was up over a billion dollars. Congratulations, whoever you are in Michigan that was the sole winner of a billion dollars. Like, weird how that happens. Do you take the do you take the annuity that's thirty years? You don't know what's going to happen in the next thirty years, or do you take the lump sum? Lump sum was seven hundred thirty nine million dollars. Give me that check. <laughs> Cut it. I'll, fi- I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll invest at least 200 mil, and I'll be up to a bill by the end of it. Yeah, day. like, I don't have to worry about it. Like, I could just have, you know, just mess around money for the rest of my life. Like, yeah. you can't spend 700. I mean, uh, give me a chance. I probably could, but I'm buying dumb shit. Like, oh, I'm yeah. calling Elon. I'm like, how much is that to go to the moon? <laughs> right. Like, can I go tomorrow? Um, I know I'm not fitting. I might have to go buy myself. Right. <laughs> but... I, I like, can see you in the fucking spaces. Oh, I go too. Your big old dome with the fucking. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you if you have a chance to get money, especially in the world that we live in now, take it. Um, I mean, I talk to people all the time. I talk to business owners. I talk to sponsors. Obviously, I don't think I've ever turned a sponsor down. Shout out whoever wants to be spon- on our jerseys and stuff. Um, it's just, it's business. You take those opportunities when you can because you don't know when they're going to come back. Right. And what about these guys, like, I hate these firms that are like, oh, you're a fringe, maybe you're going to make it, maybe you're going to not. I mean, I, I would love to be able to be that guy to play God and tell these guys, oh, I don't think you're a draft pick. Maybe you are, maybe you aren't. You know, and then those kids have to make a decision based on that. Right. Just, if you think you're ready, give it a shot. Especially because, like, kids that go to the league, they usually know by, like, 
middle school, eighth grade, ninth grade. Yeah. Like they already have told you. Like, well, and I think it's broken too. I don't think that these kids should get penalized for hiring an agent. Right. Like, okay, so I'm a senior in high school. I think I'm ready for the draft. I get ready for the draft. Oh fuck, I didn't get drafted. But now I got an agent, so now I'm not allowed to go to college. Right. I think they should be able to declare for college after the draft. Like, sorry, I didn't make it. Or the kids that came out, I think they should be able to get to come back. Right. Like, I gave it a shot. It's like a job interview. Right. It's not fair. They interviewed for a job. They didn't get the job. Give them their old job. Like, right. just let them know, hey, I'm seeking other opportunities to better myself. Yeah. I, I don't think they should be penalized for trying to better themselves. Nope. Just like when the NCAA, oh, shout out to my little brother. Rocking the old school. I got a 360 in the garage That's now. I'm going to play some NCAA 10. If you guys want to contribute to the garage, I'll take NCAA 13 or 14 for the Xbox 360 because we're rocking 10. But when Ed O'Banion filed that lawsuit that they weren't getting player likenesses, I hated him because it stopped my favorite video game of all time. But I agreed with him. Like, if you're going to use my face to make money, I should get paid for it. Right. If you're selling my jersey... Now, NCAA gets away with it, and especially at Notre Dame, because Notre Dame doesn't put numbers or names on the jerseys. But when Teo was here, and the only jersey you could buy was five, five. pretty sure we knew who, whose jersey we were buying. Right. Michael Floyd was three. That year, just having me three. Brady Quinn's 10 jerseys sold. Samarja's 83. Like, yeah. you know what you're buying, and you know who you're buying it Wilson for. Wilson was five. Yeah, I think, I think they should be able to make money off of this. I mean, and it's not a lot. They don't have to give them a lot. McAfee said he gets a royalty jersey, uh, royalty check for his jersey. The last one he cashed was eleven dollars and thirty-seven cents because people are still buying, people are still buying Pat McAfee jerseys. But give those kids a little bit of money. I mean, let them sign autographs. Kids don't care. Like a little kid goes and like, uh, you know how much money Tim Tebow would have made when he was in college. I mean, he probably did make a lot. He probably gave it back in uh, charity offering. Yeah. Put in the plate, but Jesus is for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when Tebow Mania was happening and he was going for back to back Heisman's, he's winning those national championships. You know how many Florida 15 jerseys were probably sold? You know how many girls like, <laughs> would want him to sign their breasts? Like, yeah, just he was the man. Yeah, and he should get, be able <clears throat> to get paid for it. I think that should, and it's starting. They can make money off their likeness now, but which means bring back NCAA football for. God's sake. For God's sake, please. <laughs> I don't care about basketball. Don't bring back that trash-ass baseball game you guys tried to put out. Just bring I back NCAA play football. Out, <laughs> <laughs> that game was awful. And the basketball <laughs> games never lived up to the hype either. But I, And just to close out, guys, like, look at Shaq. Shaq is a prime example. He's got like five degrees now and a doctorate. He was and a cop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he, he's done movies. And he left after two years or one year? At LSU. One year? Maybe, I think one year. And he went back. But bottom line is, if a kid wants his education, if he values that, he's going to go back and get it. What's the, lifeline, what's the lifetime of an NBA player? Nobody makes 40, really. Right. Like, what are you going to do from 40 on? Go get your degree. Right, right. You so, got plenty of time. And you got hella connections now. And, you know, I mean, so, yeah. But we really want to know on this topic. And, and don't – even the – Topic that's a little, ooh, you're not going to offend Tsunami. You're not going to offend Jelly. You can't offend me. If you think <laughs> that I'm a racist prick, cool. I love everybody. But, and that shows in the color of our friends. Yeah. Gosh, geez, we got more different races in our friendship. I tell you what, I guarantee that I got white friends that are blacker than your blackest friend. I got black friends that are whiter than your whitest friends. And I'm <laughs> friends with a redhead. 
Two. <laughs> Andrew Stevenson, a redhead with beard that's, a beard that's way too positive. Yeah, absolutely. Can't trust that. And then Stingray, like... Tim the two-man Taylor or whatever yeah, he is, like a garage yeah, man. We're, like, we're friends with a redhead named Stingray. Yeah, like for God's Calm sake. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And then Jay Jeffrey, who like is like a, is like a, like a He's, shake weight between ghetto and not. Jay, Jay's on the darker side of my wife, friends. I'm going to let you know. Yeah, pretty mostly. You put him on the dark side? <laughs> yeah. Because like sometimes, you, you know, you just have you been a liquor, Have you been to a liquor store they sent me to in Elkhart? Oh, yeah. They are on the darker... Him yeah, and D-Rock are on the darker side of the white friends that I have. For all you to know, Siciliano's an Elkhart. If you don't have to be there, don't go to this Open till three. They got a German Shepherd and a gun on their hip. They're ready to serve you, though. And this Jesus. man had to make a phone call outside because <laughs> he didn't have service. Oh, man. All bad, all bad. And it's in the heart of the hole. Like, they asked me if I was afraid of Elkhart before they sent me. I said, no, I'm from Niles. I came back. I said, I'm afraid of Elkhart. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, let us know what you think, man. Um, yeah, just keep checking us out. Keep liking, loving. So, Hey, uh, we're going to be sharing this to a lot of the podcast pages. Appreciate the share for share, like for like, listen for listen that we've been getting. Um, so if you do have a link when we do share this, drop your link below. One of the two of us or both of us will give it a listen. Um, I can't say that I'll give it a listen all the way through on the first time. It'll probably be chopped up. Um, but I do get through all of them. Um, we got, we got followers in India, the UK, Australia now. It's just, I'm learning a lot of stuff about stuff that I really, to be honest with you, don't care about, but I'm supporting your creation. Right. Like that's something you care about. I'm going to try to get into it with you. So, and the YouTube. If, so my boy Trent's supposed to help us, but he's been really busy with music and his family. If anybody knows how to set up YouTube. Joe McLeod, I'm talking to you. I've seen your stuff and I want to shout you out. Um, I saw that you got monetized. That's a big deal. Um, if you guys know Joe or don't know Joe, he's been interviewing local bowlers, um, staffers, things like that. He's got a YouTube channel. He just got monetized. Um, he's blowing up. I think he said he's been doing it for about four months. Uh, real salt to the earth guy, one of the best guys I know. Um, so, Joe, I apologize. I don't have your channel and what it is, but if you see this, put your link below. I'll probably tag you just so you can get that pub. And help us out with this YouTube because that's Please. the only platform we're not on, and I think we might blow up there. So, Jelly, Tsunami, out.